1: Caroline Stephen here. Time is money. And our guest today on Talking Trading is business coach and Trading Game Forum contributor Mark Creedon from Red Monkey Coaching. Mark joins us today to talk more on time mastery so that you can manage your time and time doesn't manage you. Mark discusses the importance of placing intrinsic value on your time, action and sprint planning and target timing. And Louise Bedford shares her nifty tip on time management in Mind Power. And in A Little Trading, Chris Tate discusses an equity curve and why it's important.
0: I've got a little tip for you today. It's not the usual type of trading tip, it's how to absorb more information more quickly. You may know that I just adore podcasts. I listen to so many podcasts every week. And of course, Talking Trading is my favorite. Every week, I'm surprised by what Caroline Stephen puts together. Sometimes I feel like she's doing that episode just for me, which is a lovely feeling. And I'm sure you've felt that way too. One of the things that you can do when you listen to a podcast is you can put it onto double speed. Now, depending on the phone you've got, I'm not really sure of all of the intricacies here, but I just double tap on that screen when I'm listening to the podcast through my phone or through my iPod, and I can make it turn on to 2X, which is two times. Now, sure, to begin with, people start talking a little bit faster than you're used to, but I can tell you, you get used to it. And I get to turn through a load of information so much more quickly. I'd prefer if they'd managed to let me put three times the speed, but they haven't got that as an option yet. I thought I was the only one here, but apparently in a study of medical students, they found that fewer and fewer university medical students are coming to the actual lecture. They use the online version and they speed things up to two times the speed so that they can listen to it in half the time. Isn't that interesting? Perhaps it's something you could play with. Perhaps it's something you could adjust in your life so that you can take in twice the information.
1: And now it's time for a little trading with Chris Tate. This segment is ideal for the time pressured trader with a short attention span. And Chris, your question for today is CT, what is an equity curve
2: and why is an equity curve important? One of the things we find in trading is there's an old maxim that's really, really simple what can be measured can be managed. Most traders don't measure their performance. An equity curve is a very, very simple means of measuring your performance. So what it tells you is that I started with X, and now at the end of the year, I have X times five. There's a problem, though, with equity curves. The measurement of performance is actually quite a vexing area in that you've got to account for the withdrawal of capital if you take money out. You've got to account for the addition of capital if you add it these things are also time-based so they become a time-based calculation the easiest way to generate an equity curve is to convert your holding to a unit price which is what superannuation funds do you buy and sell units effectively in your own fund it removes all the necessary problems of having to do all those awful time-based calculations that bugger people up and for people who want a little of, investigate a little bit of history look up a group known as the Beardstown Ladies. The Beardstown Ladies were a, let's call it a share club, that was uh, run by a series of women, and they were lauded for their excessive outperformance. They outperformed money managers, the S&P 500. It looked as if this little club of little old ladies who gathered around tea and scones were outperforming the market. They were generating positive alpha. They were adding value problem was they had forgotten to account for adding money to the fund. They were counting money that they were putting in as profit. And when that was taken into consideration, their advantage disappeared. Easiest way to solve it, turn your system metrics into an equity curve.
0: I'm Louise Bedford. You need to read more about why Chris Tate and I are now recommending Trade Direct 365 for trading CFDs. We believe in this service so much that we'll give you a trading resource pack worth nearly $500 when you open an account. Test them out. Open up a demo account. Go to tradinggame.com.au and look under the our network tab to see our brokers. Everything you need to know is on the our brokers page under the our network tab. So visit tradinggame.com.au today. That's tradinggame.com.au.
1: Mark Creedon is a sought-after business coach who's helped many business owners reach their potential of seven figures. Mark helps his clients enjoy more time, freedom and money. Mark has been active on the Trading Game Forum with his insights on time management and he offers more of them today in this interview. We welcome Mark Creeden to the show.
3: Uh, fantastic to be here.
1: Mark, let's talk about action planning. What are your thoughts on action planning?
3: Action planning is really about, you know, Caroline, we've spoken about that that concept of fortune, that the fortune being in the follow-through. Action planning is about taking uh, individual steps to achieve the things that you want to do. We actually use a, a really cool little plan in our mastermind program called a sprint planner. And the sprint planner is really taking a particular task that you want to do, and breaking it down into anywhere up to eight steps. So it's about what are the – because otherwise what what can happen is you can either take a task or a project and you can become overwhelmed with what you need to do with it. And so sometimes you either don't start it or you get it to a certain point and don't finish it. Whereas if you actually action plan it, which is about going, right, what are the action steps I need to take and I'm going to break down in up to eight steps that will actually get me – to the point where that project is finished the other thing about that and the thing we do with the sprint planner is it's not just about taking the steps it's also about at the very outset saying right here's the project what is the best possible outcome that i want from this mm. what is the worst possible outcome that i want to avoid and then what if, what are the criteria that i'm going to measure it by now once we've got that latest we've got we've got what's the project what's the best outcome, what's the worst outcome, and what's the criteria I'm going to measure the success of the project by, then I can break it up into a number of steps I'm going to take. So that is kind of action planning in one simple in one simple place, if you like. Then you can feel it. Yeah, you can. You can actually feel it, um, and it's easy to share it. But the other thing, too, is as you're going along, you can actually quickly check in on the success criteria because you can go, yeah, I'm doing all these things, I'm taking the steps that I said I would take. Let me just check the success criteria to make sure that I'm actually on track for where I want to be going. So it's kind of a little way of, of measuring as you go along that journey to make sure that you're staying on track.
1: In our last interview, we talked about time being a commodity and your most valuable commodity. I'd like to touch on this again.
3: Sure. So time is money. Um, and... I guess that there's a couple of ways of looking at time. You know, professionally, uh, time is money. Um, personally, when I'm spending time, like, I'll share a quick story. But my I've got a, a four-year-old grandson, and he he rode his little bike into my office one day, um, and, and he came in and he said, hey, pa, what are you doing? I said, I'm working, mate. And he said, why? I went, well, because I have to. He went, oh, do you want to play? I went, sure. Why not? So time there is not money. Uh, you can't buy those moments, and you can't replace those moments. And so that's when time absolutely is not money. But on a professional level, time is money. And if if you don't appreciate the value of your own time, you can never expect anybody else to.
1: This is a very mm. female question to ask, so I will ask it because I'm sure some mm. of our listeners will be feeling it. As a mm. female. We generally come from heart, and for me, putting a value on my time at times, I can feel selfish doing that.
3: Well, I'll just I'll just reach in and get in touch with my feminine side to answer this question. <laughs> um, so, look, absolutely, I did, and I have no issue now with with time and money, and uh, and I'll tell you why in a second. But uh, absolutely, I did. So, if you if you'd asked me that question a number of years ago, I would have said to you, "Yep, I feel I feel really guilty in asking for." money at a certain rate for my time the reality is i realized that that was two things one that was a limiting belief on my part and two it was holding me back so once i moved past that limiting belief it stopped holding me back and i was able to progress further in in my career and in my business
1: what was the limiting belief
3: either a limiting belief around my worth what is the true value of me uh and then you know and uh, louise talks about that you know the fraud syndrome where you just someone's going to find out one day that you, the imposter you're really, syndrome. the imposter syndrome. You're just winging this thing. You don't really know what you're doing. <laughs> so if you have that imposter thinking, then that's also going to be limiting beliefs around you being able to place value on your time. I have no issue with it now. And I will happily give my time to people who need my time and who can't afford it. Very happy to do that. Do that lots of times. What enables me to do that sort of pro bono work is the fact that people who can't afford it pay for my time.
1: And do you feel like you deliver the results?
3: Oh, no, I do. Yeah, absolutely. No no, no issue. And and the other thing, that's a really good question because the other thing is if at any stage during our relationship with the people we work with, if I feel I haven't delivered, if I feel that they're not getting value, um, I'll double it down. Um, I'll give them... I'll give them twice the time. I'll give them twice the content. Um, so for me, I value my time. I expect other people to value my time. But part of that value proposition is that I actually have to give value. So it's not an arrogance going, hey, I'm worth this amount per hour and that's what you pay regardless of what I do. It's, hey, I'm worth this amount because I can bring this transformation in the time we spend together. And, and the other thing too is that I, I find that um, – when people have paid a good price for advice um, or for for coaching, for consulting, for help, they're far more likely to, A, value it, B, take it, um, and C, actually follow through on it. Because it's like anything. Like if you if you bought something uh, that's very cheap, say you bought a, a really cheap glass and you drop the glass in the kitchen and you break it and you only paid a dollar for it, you're going to go, Oh, I well, ain't you know. But if you've gone and bought some, you know, really lovely uh, bohemian crystal that you've paid, you know, $100 a glass for, you're going to be so much more careful with how you wash that glass or how you treat that glass or you're just going to take more care around it because it has an intrinsic value. And, and advice time is really no different. If, if, if you can place an intrinsic value on it, people are going to be a lot more careful with it.
1: And the inner wisdom and the inner work for business savvy it's, is priceless because it permeates through the rest of your life.
3: Yeah, that's right. That's right. There's a story that somebody told me once and it was about, um, and it's, it's just a fable. But, you know, so you're in a business, it's a manufacturing business, and the, uh, the conveyor belt breaks down. So the whole business grinds to a halt. Nobody can do any work. So the guy who owns the business, he calls a, a repair person. Repair person comes, says, look, show me the conveyor belt, stands there, looks at it, pulls a screwdriver out of his or her pocket, uh, adjusts the screw, and the whole conveyor belt starts again then sends a bill for $4,000. And the business owner says, "What? $4,000? All you did was tighten one screw. I was there. I watched you. I took you to it. I'm going to need an itemized bill." So the repairer sent an itemized bill, adjusting screw $250, knowing which screw to adjust, $3,750. Yes, yeah, so it's <laughs> it is the it is the value of your wisdom. But you're also right, Caroline, in if you sort of took it from from a heart-centered basis. If you value your time, in business, and therefore you value your time in your personal life as well. And what will then happen is, you'll start to make sure that you surround yourself with people who actually feed that thought, that feed your heart, feed your soul. And you'll start to move away from those people who are negative, who drain you. You know, it's the old saying, um, "I'm I just haven't got time for this." So, so a lot of that comes around of I don't have time for negative people in my life. I don't have time for people who aren't there to support me, who are, who are a negative influence, who, who aren't happy to celebrate my wins and for me to help them to celebrate theirs. I don't have time for that. So that's a time value proposition that's got me to that point. So now I surround myself with, with people who are positive and happy and, and, and happy for we're happy for each other's success and you know we're also there to help each other out when things are a bit ordinary as well
1: okay we're on the topic of time and time mastery can you give us some more monkey wisdom
3: you know time mastery we've spoken before caroline about uh, about getting to the point where you're managing time and time isn't managing you the, the 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 concept of of the rock pebble sand process is we've got to remember that what we want to do is is we want to work to live not live to work so in terms of time mastery, time mastery is about, A, getting on top of your time and getting, you know, understanding time is money and all of those sorts of uh, concepts. But it's also about mastering time so that you actually get to do the things that you want to do in life. It's about um, making sure that you've locked in the really, really important stuff. Because, you know what, what's really important? Making money is great, but it's not really, really important. At the end of the day, money is a tool. Money gets you the things that that you want to get out of life, but the really cool and the really important things, the things that you're going to uh, make memories from, is time that you spend with those who you most love and want to spend time with. So, time mastery is a, is a little bit out balance. We talk about work life balance. For me, uh, work life balance is kind of where we look at with time mastery. You know, it's about going. I want to get in in um, control of my time in my workplace or in my business. Um, I want to dedicate the time to do the things that I want to do in terms of you know adding value, whether it's trading, whatever it might be, that's actually going to generate income for me. But I also want to make sure that I've locked in some time to catch up with the people that matter most to me. And you know, it, it's it's a great example. I, I've got um, I got a phone call the other day from a friend who I haven't spoken to for. It's funny to say that she's a friend. I really haven't spoken to her for about three years. Yeah. And um, when when she rang me, I picked the phone up. I You would swear we'd just spoken like, you know, oh, last weekend. But w- we made the comment that uh, she doesn't live that far away. Uh, we're often on each other's thoughts and we've been good mates for a very, very long time. But, you know, things, time gets in the way, life gets in the way, things get in the way. If we had actually taken the principles of time mastery and gone, Do you know, what, I'm going to lock in. Because what you do is you lock in all the things you need to do at work. You have your to do list and you lock them into your calendar. But there's actually nothing wrong with locking into your calendar time to catch up with with the people who matter most to you. It's about mastering it's about mastering the whole ambit of time and what you do with your time.
1: I just want to go back to locking things in your calendar because this is something that Louise talks a lot about. Being systematized. And when you are systematized, that's when you don't have to think. That's when you don't get the decision fatigue because you are in fact more free when you have a system
3: yeah funny that um and the reason for that is you know i like that concept you, know, you don't get that sort of um what was the term you used was a thought fatigue or
1: decision fatigue
3: it's decision fatigue. yeah cool cool yep love it so it to me it's about automating as much as you possibly can so one of the things that that we always say with our business mastermind clients is you know whatever you can do you want to automate it you have to have a system for it i always say this uh if it's worth doing and it needs to be done more than once then we need to have a system for it. Mm. And if we have a system for it, we want to try and automate it as best we possibly can. So um, automation, locking things into your calendar really is a form of automation and it means I don't I don't need to think about it. And I don't need to, even on a personal level, I don't need to ring around on a Friday afternoon and, go, and find out who of my friends actually want to catch up with me on a Friday night. <laughs> I've already got that all locked in you know, weeks in advance.
1: Can we touch on target timing?
3: Yeah, so target timing is... About um, really uh, honing in and spending dedicated time to get something done. So, essentially, target timing is about racing yourself. So, what I have on my desk is I've got a an egg timer, which is a, a very large egg timer. It's a ten-minute egg timer. And when I really want to get something done, I actually race myself, and I go right, ready, set, go. Turn the egg timer over, and I've got ten minutes to get it done. And it's amazing. You know, Caroline, before you go on holidays, in the few days before you actually leave for holidays, it's amazing how much stuff you get done. Like you just, whoa. And then you get all that sort of, you know, euphoria that you've, you've got all this stuff done. Uh, and then you collapse on the plane when you take off on holidays. But it's, it's a similar concept. The reason you get those things done is because you have so little time. And time is something that we sort of think we've got lots That's and lots off, of. Yeah. And it's interesting. I've got a 24-year-old son. I was talking to Nick the other day and you know, sort of trying to get him focused on career and things like that. And, you know, he's just of the view that like that he's going to live forever, and he's, which is great. It's a great thing. But, you know, you get to a certain age and you go, actually, do you know what? Time's actually not as an, an easy resource or commodity as I thought it was. So target time is about racing yourself.
1: I use my iPad for target timing, and it changes it to, to my work to a game, so I actually feel like I'm sitting in an exam. And so the most focused, productive aspect of my brain is coming out on the page or the computer.
3: I've got a, a mate who uh, target times, and I, I taught him this concept, and he took it to another level. So what he does, that he actually takes his iPad out uh, for a coffee, and he sets himself a little task, and he presses go on that task when he orders the coffee. And he actually races the coffee. So he goes, I'm going to get this done before the coffee lands on my table. So um, sometimes he hopes he goes to cafes that are really slow. Um, he'll get caught short. But it, it, it is about racing yourself and it is about a bit of a game. And do you know what? Like life is nothing if not intended to be some fun.
1: Oh, that's another monkeying around comment from the very wise Mark Creedon from Red Monkey Coaching. Thank you very much for coming on to Talking Trading.
3: It's been my pleasure. Nice to talk to you, Caroline.
1: And to help kick your goals, Mark is offering listeners a one-page cheat sheet, the Red Monkey Mastermind Goal Generator. Just go to redmonkeycoaching.com forward slash trading game. And as an added bonus, Mark has recorded a short video to walk you through how to use the goal generator step-by-step. To watch the video, just go to redmonkeycoaching.com forward slash goal generator and that's it for this episode of talking
0: trading thanks to caroline stephen for being our insightful intuitive and warm host of the show thanks also to chris tate for being a superb business partner i'm louise bedford and my email address is louise at tradinggame.com.au. as always if you like this show please be sure to tell a friend This is super important because word of mouth is the most powerful way that people get in touch with us and people respond best to people that they know and care about. You can also subscribe to us on Apple Podcast and make sure you give us a big fat five-star review because it really helps other people find us. You'll also notice that we don't use sponsors very often and barely ever advertise. That's because we fund this. Chris Tate and I from tradinggame.com.au, we fund this show. So for us to keep on funding it, we need to get the word out to more people. And you're a big part of this. So make sure you tell people and give us fantastic reviews on Apple Podcast. If you'd like to get my Trading Made Simple five-part e-course, make sure you register on tradinggame.com.au. So until next week, happy trading.
1: The views represented on talking trading are generally nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Before acting on any of the information, consider its appropriateness in regards to your own situation.